Welcome to the Infertility Feelings Podcast. Do the happier. Welcome to the Infertility Feelings Podcast. Can you believe, can you leave that in please? And just, <laughs> can you please? Jesse, let's begin today by asking you, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I just got over being sick, which is annoying, but Oof, that is annoying. Um, I am feeling good. I'm really excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very important subject. Yes. Um, and something that we've been trying to figure out, how do we talk about this? And we almost didn't have the right word. And then like belonging yeah. in our process groups, that word kept coming up. Yeah. Like belonging. I don't feel like I belong in this group. I blah, blah. Yeah. And that word belonging. And so infertility and where do I belong or just belonging in general when you're struggling with infertility, I feel like it's a very important thing to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Not as tangible. Like it's not as a like, oh, infertility and pregnancy announcements or infertility right, and this, but right. it is something that everybody that is experiencing infertility yeah. does feel in some capacity. And you're dealing with it constantly. Yeah. Con it's, it's an it's, everyday type of dealing with. Like if you're dealing with pregnancy announcements constantly, you're also feeling, figuring out where do you belong? Right. I am in this place and I don't feel like I belong. Right. I feel like I'm lost. I don't know. Like I own like a sense of like groundlessness all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, is I feel like the biggest thing with belonging. Yeah. Um, do you have any, I don't know, questions for me or? <laughs> Doug, how are you doing? <laughs> Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here and we hope you enjoy today's conversation. Today, we are talking about infertility and belonging. And belonging is an important topic because the way that we feel like we're belonging really has to do with our relationships and the way that we're connecting with people. Yeah. And at Uniquely Knitted, we truly believe that resilience comes from our ability to connect to other people in a healthy way so that we feel like we have a team while we go through the struggles of infertility, yeah. being able to lean on people, communicate what we need, talk about what we're going through. All of that is so important when you're struggling to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And if we don't feel like we belong with anyone, that's going to hurt our relationships. Yeah. So dealing with belonging is incredibly important because it has to do with the way that we're connecting and connecting is paramount. Yes. And I think in do my- Do people use the word paramount? No, they don't. What does that even mean? I think like incredibly important. Paramount. Yeah. I think for me, when I struggled, I really didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. Yeah. Um, and it was something that would just come up so much. And I think in the infertility community, we are deceived to think that that is always true. That yeah. can never be changed. That is never something that we can do is feel belong, right. feel belonging anywhere. Like we're tempted to think that we don't belong. Yeah. And that you're almost like believe like, yeah, yeah. That's just yeah. what it is. It's right. just infertility just doesn't make you feel like you belong anywhere. Right. Which is really hard. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about belonging in three categories. Here we go. First, Doug likes to break it down I, by numbers. Oh A, my, B, C or one, gosh, two, three. I love categories. That's right. You do. <laughs> but I think it is helpful to think we do struggle with belonging when it comes to once we start to feel like I'm dealing with infertility. That hurts our sense of belonging with our friendships. Yeah. 
But then also in the actual infertility community, within the people who are all going through infertility, there's almost a sense of struggling to belong there too as well. Right, right. And then lastly, for some of us, when we feel like, okay, this season of our life is over yeah. and obviously all the effects and the way that we feel isn't over, but we feel like, okay, we've, we've maybe we've ready to make a decision where or we're moving on or just blatant, like you've gotten pregnant, whatever it is that you feel like, okay, I kind of feel like this season is over. It's not like you belonging. moved on childless. Yeah, yeah. You've moved on. It's not like belonging all of a sudden comes rushing in and it's like, oh, now I feel everything is great. I just right. click right in. There's a sense of struggling to belong even at that point too, yeah. as well. I agree. Every category that we talk about, I'm going to put a word to it or some okay. words. Like, like what does it feel like to not feel like you belong with your friends that have kids or mm. your friends that you've been friends with for 15 years and yeah. they're all getting what they quote unquote want and you're not. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to also attach a word to it. Ooh. So you like the one, two, threes and the ABC points. And I like to have attach, a word. Attaching a word. Because that's how my brain works. What if at the end, I count the numbers and you say the words? That would be amazing. Done. So let's start with that first one. Let me paint a picture for you. You are struggling with infertility. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. You Not hard try- to picture. You are trying to get pregnant. <laughs> Not hard to picture. Got it. Maybe you're in the middle of treatment and... There's a group of friends that you've had for a long time. Maybe you grew up together. Maybe a couple of you went to college together. You were in each other's weddings. And as- I, even, I even think this can happen in families. Absolutely. You have yeah. five sisters, two sisters, two brothers, whatever. And you've been with them forever. You've grown up forever. And now yeah. they're feeling, you're feeling like they're in a new life phase and you're not. Right. Maybe a few of those people have gotten pregnant. Maybe yeah. we're all trying together. Someone's gotten pregnant over here. Yeah. A close friend from work has gotten pregnant. Maybe they have a one-year-old, whatever it is. And you're yeah. sitting here in a position of feeling like I'm struggling with infertility. What does that feel like? And how does that affect belonging when it comes to those connections? So the word that I'm going to put with this. Yes a point or number one point (laughs) is invisible. Ah, You feel invisible and you feel like you're not worthy, especially in a community where it it feels or it is true that everyone has kids. So you have these group of friends that you've had for 15 years and they all have kids. Maybe they're on their first, maybe they're on their second. It's like you just feel invisible and you, the, the, the message that your brain tells you is like, you're not worthy to be here. Yeah. Like you're not worthy to like, you have nothing even worthy to say. Yeah. Like even though you could have something maybe that you could say or add to it or whatever, but you don't feel like your opinion is valid or that, you know, and then you kind of don't want to complain about your stuff because it's what they have. And they're talking about how much it brings them joy and how much love they have for it. And you're like, Oh, I'm like super sad and don't have that. Like, it's just, it's just hard. It's, it's actually, I would say it's a really hard thing to navigate. Yeah. And those things make you feel invisible. Like you almost can't exist. It's hard to talk about it. It's hard to live in the, all the conversations and the things that they're doing. It's also hard to bring them into your world. Yeah. It it does feel easier. I would maybe think to isolate. Yeah, totally. And feel invisible. And I think not everyone, but some people in those groups are just, I think as women sometimes and males, we can talk about just our kids all the time. Mm-hmm. So when you're in a group where they're just talking about your kids, it can just feel really painful. Yeah, Like, I don't know if I want to go to that barbecue. All they do is sit around and talk about kids. So you just feel the pain of it. Especially for me, I felt this the most when I when someone would complain about their kids. 
And that would be really painful. Like I almost could stomach more like the positiveness of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when they would like complain or say, not that they couldn't complain because it is hard, but pain about it, that would be painful for me. And I would want to like run from those conversations. And I feel like it's just, it feels like it's always in your face. It feels like it's a part of every conversation. It's just always there and you can't, and it's the thing that you want so bad. Yeah. So it's so painful and it can make you want to isolate. It can make you want to isolate from those people Yeah. um, because it feels like they're moving on and you're not. Yeah. And then it can just feel like you're not worthy to be their friend anymore. Not that sounds dramatic, but I feel like that's actually true that like, you just feel like it's like, we got nothing to connect on. And then what you are connecting with everyone else around you, I don't have. Yeah. And so, and what you have to connect, I want so desperately. Mm. So that is just so painful. And I feel like makes people pull away. Yeah. It feels like to me, what it would feel like to be depressed in New York City. Okay. <laughs> is this another Doug Brown? Is this a Doug no, Brown I, memoir? <laughs> I think the idea of feeling, yeah. I just feel depressed, but I'm surrounded by people, right? Maybe you're on a crowded yeah. subway train yeah, and you're just sitting there and you're like, nobody gets it. I'm just feeling so out of it, but still very much so surrounded by millions of people. Right but you feel alone in that situation. Right. To me, that infertility feels like that when it comes to those friends. It's like, I'm here. I'm surrounded by all these friends. We're still friends. We still have a lot of the same thing going on, but I feel invisible. Yes. Because it's hard for me to be in this position and take, you know, it's hard for me to be in this position and be seen by people because I don't want to be seen. I don't want to talk about it. Right. It's difficult. It's painful. But then also because... I do want to talk about it because of it's such a big thing. Right. But then that puts me and anyone, I think in this catch 22 of, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it. You know that like dunce hat? Yeah. Dunce. Yes. That, is, that, is that what it is? I think that is actually what it's called. Yeah. A, a dunce. dunce cap. A dunce cap. Well, like when they, in cartoons, which they would like they never put in the do anymore. Put the dunce yes. Cap on you. It feels yeah. like you're wearing a dunce cap. Like, yeah. It feels like everyone around you is talking about how much they love their jobs. And yeah. you're like, I actually hate my job. I right. actually don't yeah. want to do Like, I've been thinking about quitting every day. I'm like, people don't want to be that person. They want totally. to be like, I love my job too. And it's so great. And it's so whatever. Or even the opposite. They're all sitting around how much they hate their jobs and you love your job. Like, and you're like, I don't want to say that I like love my job. Like, that feels weird because it, does, it feels like it doesn't match. Right. That's what I would say. And yeah. it feels like a, a perfect picture would be like wearing that dunce hat. Like, yeah. it just feels like it's like, I'm the one that's sad. I'm the one that's not doing well. I have nothing to contribute. Yeah. And it's like, you're in the corner. But what's crazy is it's the dunce cap. It's the scarlet letter. It's being depressed in New York. It's all of those yeah. things, but it's really hidden. It's really a hidden yeah. thing. Yeah. And it doesn't exist on our sleeve. It really exists very in a, in a hidden tender. spot, tender part of our heart Yeah, where I'm feeling these things, but maybe nobody knows. And that's, I think, where you get a little bit of that invisible feeling. Yes. You know, maybe if people could see it, I would have to live it out more in my friendships and in my relationships. But because it's not seen, that forces a huge sense of invisibility amongst your friends. And that hurts your friendships. Totally. It hurts your friendships. You don't feel like you can connect. It feels like everyone is moved on and like they're all going forward and you're kind of now watching them from behind. Totally, totally. So when it comes to belonging with your family and friends that have kids, the word that comes to mind is invisible. 
you just feel invisible. You feel like nobody sees you. You can't relate to anything that they're saying. You can't relate to anything they're feeling. Um, and that, and you just sit there with a sense of, am I worthy? Am I worried worthy to be friends with them anymore? And sometimes it can feel safer to isolate and to pull away from these friendships because you just feel like you're invisible and you don't belong. Number one, invisible. Number two, the second place, when we actually enter into the infertility community, you almost feel like there would be an immediate sense of belonging because I have gone through this and I am going through this and so is everyone else. This is the place that I belong. But let me ask you, Doug, when do you feel like you belong? That is a good question, Jesse. Because I feel like as human beings or whatever, the earth, ether, communities that we've lived in or something, we have a scale of pain mm. of like, if you've gone through this much, then you belong in this, in this oh, quote unquote yeah. sad community or this community. Yeah. And I think, yes, I totally agree that it feels good. But I think what people struggle with is when do I? When do I, or even if they've had a lot that they've done, let's say they've had, they've done 15 rounds of IVF and had two miscarriages. It's like, no one can relate to me. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like we, we search. When would you say? No, that's actually, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. I feel like we actually hear that a lot. Oh, my story isn't that much. I haven't done that much. Yeah. You guys are all so awesome in the groups that we lead. We hear a lot about treatment. Well, we haven't done treatment. Like it's a one down thing. Like, well, you've done so much, even though you hear their story and they've had 10 years of infertility and like four miscarriages. And you're like, when would you say that you belong? Like, yeah, that's true. I look at you that you so belong, but you don't look at yourself like that. Like, I think we've scaled things. Yeah. As in like, I wonder if we, I wonder if we are almost looking for someone who's done exactly what we're doing. Yes. You know, yes. like someone who we can really relate to. It's like, right. okay, I've done an IUI and IVF, those two different treatments. Right. Oh, you've done the same thing. Oh my gosh. Our stories are so alike. I really feel like I belong with you. Yeah. That's interesting. That's going to be really tough though. Yeah. Because in the infertility community, all of our stories are so different. I've never heard one the same. I've never heard one the same. Not so one. if you're looking for someone where you belong or a place where you belong, where everyone's kind of had that same experience. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I could see how the infertility community might not even be a place where you feel immediate belonging because there's so many different experiences in it. So, but it's so interesting because if you go down this way of thinking, it's like a pain scale. Yeah. So like you've been through a lot of pain, so you belong or you've been through all this or done all this And it's like, when did we start weighing pain? Because everyone pain tolerance is different. If we've noticed one thing, some people do one IUI and they can't do anything again, or they don't want to pursue treatment. Or some people will go all the way to the ladder to try every single thing, to check every single box. It's like, we've put like pain on like pain and what you've done on like a scale. Yeah. We don't, you don't want to do the pain scale. You don't want to do the pain because everyone's pain is different. Doug, your pain is different than my pain. Yeah. And it's such a hard thing to quantify. How do you say like, 
I belong in this community because infertility truly affects me. Right. Well, what if, what if you don't think that it truly yeah. affects you? Or what if you feel like, well, it doesn't truly affect this person. It definitely affects me or maybe it affects them more. That's a crazy yeah. road to go down because yeah. then you're having to weigh and judge everyone's experience to make sure that it's qualified to be in the infertility community. If you've experienced infertility at all, yeah. you are absolutely, you do belong in this community. And, but that's a hard thing to believe. Do you want to know a Je- inside Jesse's brain thought? Oh, uh, yes. Do I want to go inside Jesse's brain? Yes, Always. you do. I do. Yes. I think this is why some people don't sign up for our groups mm. is because they, they don't feel like they qualify yes, yes, for it. Yes. Mm. They don't feel like they've been through enough pain. We've had people say it. I didn't yeah. sign up for the group. I've heard about these for, you know, six months, but I didn't, I didn't do it because I just didn't feel like I was worthy. Or you guys are so much braver than me yeah. that you've done IUI or IVF. And, you know, and then you hear their story and you're like, when would you say you belong? Like, this yeah. is such a heartbreaking story. Do you it feel doesn't like- even have to be that heartbreaking. This is really hard to experience. Infertility is really hard to experience. Even if you've just been trying for three years with no, no treatment, no nothing. That's really hard. Yeah. You know? Do you feel like sometimes people underplay it or overplay it, right? Yes. Where it's like sometimes someone is like, I feel like I've been really struggling. It's been six weeks that we've been trying and we haven't gotten pregnant yet. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? That doesn't yeah, like, feel like. And and I have had some people tell me that they, you know, go to their friend and they finally open up about their yeah. infertility journey and their response is, oh my gosh, me too. And then you listen and it's like, I've been trying for three months. And you're like, yeah. This is not the same. Yeah. This and I don't think that's what we're talking about. Usually what, what we end up seeing is the opposite. Right. Where someone says, I haven't been, you know, you all are so amazing. We're just getting started. It's been four years. And you're like, whoa, that right. feels more significant right. than than saying like you're just, you know, starting. Right. I, I think we either And not to say that- I, okay, how about this? We're either maybe ignorant to the process. And I don't mean ignorant in a bad way. And I mean and that's what I wanted to say. I don't mean that when those three months that you've been trying wasn't disappointing. Totally or totally, you know, painful or whatever. I think we're just ignorant to the fact of how much it could be. Yes. So we're thinking, oh my gosh, this is miserable. And it is miserable. You deserve to talk about how miserable that is. Yes. And you deserve to grieve how you thought it was going to happen on the first try and it didn't. Right. All of that is worthwhile to yeah. talk about and deal with. Yeah. But I think we're either on that side of things feeling like un, un, unaware of how much it could be. Yeah. Or we're on the flip side thinking, oh, I haven't done that much when we actually have done that much. Again, that's why I go back to the pain scale is just not worth it. Yeah. It's just not worth it. Why weigh? Are why you in pain? all these things? Yeah. Are you in pain? Period. And yes. done story, wrap it up in a box, yep. sign up for the group, Yeah. <laughs> org. There it is. Do people say www anymore? Um, not since the 90s, <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> but it's like, right. Are, and I feel like that's such a good way to say it. It's like, are you in pain? Yeah. Period. Yeah. And, but I think that's why we have to say this mm-hmm. before we talk about what it feels like. Yeah. Is there's like this caveat of like, well, just to get in this community, there's so many things or to feel like you're worthy right. enough to be in this right. community or you've been through enough pain or maybe you think you've been through too much pain and you wouldn't be able to relate with someone that, yeah. you know, has only done one IUI. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like you, there's this worthy pain scale. And I think that's something we need to talk about before we even talk about what it feels like. 
So if you were to put a word, you said you had a word for each one. If you were to put a word to this second category where it's struggling with belonging in the infertility community, what would the word be? It's seven words. I'm so sorry. I lied in the beginning of this. (laughs) All of a sudden I was like, did I say one word, a thing? Oops. It's seven words. You went from invisible (laughs) in the first one and now seven words in the second. Jesse, I love you. Oh, thank you. Um, I think this is the thing. Why I added more words is because I think this is in this particular situation alone of belonging, mm-hmm. it's like flip floppy. Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. Like a pair at of first- sandals or. <laughs> oh, I got it. Flip flop. Yes. <laughs> like at first, the word I think of is, am I worthy? Which is what we talked about. Like, am yeah. I worthy to be here? Have I been through enough pain to be here? Yeah. And then there is a part of it that feels good. Right. Like once you're in the community, it feels good. Yeah. But then there's also anxiety, which we will talk about. Yeah. So I say, am I worthy? Feels good but anxiety provoking. Is that only six? That's eight words. Whatever. <laughs> I have a lot of words in my head that need wait, to get wait, out. I, I was counting words. I want to hear it again. Say it again. So, cause so it's you, not about the words, Doug. Don't so be in any attached. Six. It's not about the words. <laughs> um, the amount of words. Not about the amount of words. Okay. Belonging in the infertility community, I would say yes. feels like, am I worthy? It does feel good. There is parts of it that feels good. Yeah. And then anxiety. Mm. That's so what I, wonder- well, I will explain. Yeah. So you're saying, am I worthy? Am I worthy enough? Maybe like, am I, wor- I, am I, am honestly, I worthy to be in this community? Honestly, it is worthy, but it's like, it, did I experience enough pain to be worthy yeah. of, to be in this community? Yeah, so have, like, I, ha- have I gone through enough? And then once you're in it, it does it feel good. good. Yeah. And then there's anxiety. What about it feels good? It feels good because... I think there is a majority of people that experience infertility that feel like they are the only one in this earth yes. that feels this way and that is experiencing these emotions or experiencing this difficult in their relationship or marriage yeah. or their bodies or their what they're taking in their shots or whatever. Yeah. And they literally feel like they are alone. So I think being a part of the infertility community when you're in the struggle of it feels so good. Yeah. Cause you're like, finally, finally. But I think the biggest feeling is it feels good just to know that you are not the only one on this earth yeah. experiencing what you are experiencing. There is a sense of finding your people. Like, oh, yes. these are my people. Yes. They get it. Yes. Finally. Even in our groups, we notice people are like, it's so nice just to be able to say, Yeah. I started an IVF cycle. And the community doesn't have to go, well, what's that? You can't bottle the feeling of Mm -hmm. being alone and feeling like you are alone and you're with someone that is struggling with infertility and you don't have to explain what an IUI is. You cannot bottle the good feeling of what that feels like. Like, This doesn't exist. Like to not have to educate because normally in your typical community, that's what you feel like you're doing is you're just educating and you're the teacher. And for me, I had no idea what the hell I was talking about. So I was like, (laughs) you know, so that is like such a great feeling to say words like IUI or two week wait or whatever it is and not have to explain yourself. Okay. So then can I ask you in the, in the, in your word, which ended up being, I think eight words, which is perfect. Is there's a sense of, okay, have I gone through enough to be in this community? Then maybe you're like, okay, I'm in the community and it feels so good. Why anxiety? Anxiety because I think for some people, including myself, when you are close to someone and getting close to someone that is struggling with infertility, you are both worried 
that one of you is going to get pregnant. Oh, you're almost having anxiety that I'll get kicked out of this community if I get pregnant or someone's going to leave this community. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. And I think especially in like a small group or something, like not as much in a bigger group because then you're like, well, at least I have her or her or whatever. But like, especially I think in a one-on-one friendship Yeah. where, uh uh-oh, what if one of us gets quote unquote what we want or it all works out? And for me, that's where a lot of the anxiety came in. Yeah. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I kept my infertility friends a little bit at an arm's length, just a little bit, mm-hmm. just in case that happened and, or it happened for me and I would have to pull away or felt like I had to pull away or they had to pull away from me. I'm not saying that's healthy yeah. or the greatest response. I'm just being totally honest that that's kind of, that makes sense, I even did though. that in adoption circles too. Yeah. I did that in adoption circles. I mean, it makes sense that you would be living in a state of what if, yeah. right? Cause you, we've all, come to this community under a certain circumstance. Yeah. Infertility. Right. And you're playing the what if game. What if they get pregnant? What if I get pregnant? Will we still be able to connect in this same way? That's that is anxiety provoking. So this is the third category. Belonging after infertility. What does that feel like? So belonging after infertility, if this is you, I feel like the word that comes to my mind is lost. Thank God it's only one word. (laughs) Easy to remember. (laughs) Lost. Lost. Belonging after infertility, lost. You could say groundless a little bit. Yeah, lost. I like that word. Yeah, lost. It does feel like that. Feels lost because you feel like you're in, an imposter. Mm. You feel like you're an imposter with your group of friends that maybe already have kids because you're not necessarily a typical story mm-hmm. or you have the typical same little ex, same experience, especially if they don't know what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Then you feel a little bit like, do I belong in this? Because I'm a little bit different. I'm not exactly the same. Yeah. I don't have the necessarily same conceived story or whatever. So you feel a little lost with them. And maybe you've like severed some of the relationships because you were just trying to survive this freaking infertility rat race. Yeah. You yeah. know? So it's like, you feel like, an imposter there because you're not the same. But then in the infertility community as well, you can also feel like an imposter because you know what it feels like, especially in a pregnancy situation. You are pregnant. You know what it feels like to be around someone that's pregnant. And so you just feel like you're a walking trigger Mm -hmm. in the infertility community. And so I feel like it's just a big sense of loss. Where do I belong? Yeah. I have these friends that I've known for 15 years. They all have kids, but they don't necessarily know my story and they kind of don't know what it feels like because I have these, I'm more anxious than I've ever been because I did experience infertility and I have all these what ifs of what if this doesn't work out and whatever. But then over here, you just feel in the infertility community, you just feel like you are the biggest trigger and you are trying to protect people. Yeah. What's sad is you're trying to protect people though with your connection to them. Mm-hmm. So your connection with them suffers and really you suffer yeah. because now you've lost this connection or it feels like you've lost this connection Yeah. Um, because you just feel like you're a walking trigger. What would you say, Doug? I think it is exactly what you just said. I, I think there's a sense of feeling lost. Where do I fit in? I think we would hope that we'll just click right back into 
these relationships and be like, ha that never happened. Right guys. We're all good. Right. You know, um, you always but, say that example of like, we love to pretend like high school didn't exist. Yeah. It, it would be as if, you know, you get to the end senior year and be like that. Remember who that was crazy. High school. None of that ever happened. It's like, no, that, that really defined who you are. What about what do people in our group talk about? Would that define them? Their high school life. Yeah. I mean, it's such a defining season of your life. Yeah. Same thing with infertility. Right. This is such a defining part of who you are. In a lot of ways, you have changed. Your personality's changed. Your a lot of you has changed. Yeah. And to say that that doesn't affect who you are would be would would not be accurate. Right. So when we go to connect with people, we have to bring with us our experiences of infertility. That's part of what we're connecting to people with. But it's hard to do that because it, yeah. it really is that same pattern repeated of, I don't want to talk about this. This is going to be too big for people or people yeah. don't want to talk about and you know what it feels infertility like. and and. And it's just overwhelming to bring that into your relationships. So right. we're like, well, let's just click back in. But then when you go to click back in, you're like, well, this is such a huge part of me. How do I not talk about this? Right. How do I not talk? If you got pregnant or something, how do I not talk about how I had this baby? And Or if maybe you go a different direction, you're like, how do I explain why I don't have kids? How do, mm-hmm. how do I connect without bringing this up? And there is a sense of feeling lost there. Yeah. How do I do that? Even in the childless. Where do, and where do I do that? Yeah. Do I talk to people who've are experiencing infertility. Do I just get, you know, where do I go and how can I connect without bringing up this huge thing? I think about the childless community of like, how do you do that when it's like, Oh, you just didn't want to have kids. It's like, no, I really, really, really wanted to have kids. I worked for eight years to try to get kids and it didn't work. And I am not, I am not childless by choice. Like you can't just like pretend that that didn't happen to you. Right. You know what I mean? So I think, it's just hard. I think there's a lot of amazing people doing work in that space of I agree. advocating for childless, not by choice, right? Yes. That I wanted to have kids, but it's not like I chose this life. Right. It was really in a lot of ways, you almost could say chosen for me by yeah. the circumstances. And I did not give up yes. or want how do you con- how do you <laughs> How do you connect with other people without talking about that? Right. That feels like a huge part to leave out. Right. Because it's so defining for you. Right. How do you feel like you have a sense of belonging with people without being able to bring that into it? Right. There's a whole part of you that's left out. That's why I do feel like infertility even affects our ability to feel like we belong yeah. after infertility. I totally So I agree. guess you could say that figuring out infertility and belonging. You're not going to recap? Now's your time. It's all three points and you're not going to recap? <laughs> this is your time. This is Doug Brown was born for this. <laughs> okay, let me recap. <laughs> I knew it. There it was. Let me recap. Category one, our friends and family. How do we feel a sense of belonging with them? It's difficult. Infertility changes it and it makes us feel invisible. Yep. Category number two, with the infertility community, people that we feel like we are going to just click right in there is still a sense where we struggle. Have I done enough? Have I gone through enough pain? Have I gone through enough pain? We do connect and it does feel good, but there's anxiety involved because we wonder, will we still connect if I get pregnant? Yeah. Do I still belong if they get pregnant? Yep. And that anxiety, that wondering hurts our ability to feel a sense of belonging. Yeah. A A true sense of belonging. A true sense of belonging. That third category after infertility where do I belong? Do I just go and click right back in? Is everything okay? Struggling with our own sense of identity 
hurts our sense of belonging and we feel a sense of being lost. Groundless. Where do I fit in? Groundless. Where do I fit in? Do I fit in there still or do I not? And I want to. So I think you could say that figuring out belonging is paramount. It's paramount, Jesse. Oh, dear. We got to figure this out. Yes. What is the hope, Doug? <laughs> For you, Jesse, how do you resolve this? Because that, that is the question, right? Obviously, we're going to struggle with belonging. How do you resolve something like that? What, how do you confront it and deal with it? If someone is like, if someone has listened to this and just said, yes, 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 I am 100% on board. What should they be looking for in their life? What should they be thinking about and doing? How do we resolve these feelings? Great question. I'm so glad you asked me. Um, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to explain, which is exactly what you should do. Is it one word or is it how many words? (laughs) For me, it's simple. Vulnerability has to go up. It's simple. Mm. Isn't that just easy to do? That is the easiest thing to do in the world, Jesse. It is. It's just so Psych. easy. <laughs> so easy. But no, like our vulnerability. That's good though. Vulnerability to, has to go up. Yeah. It's got to go up to maintain a sense of true belonging. Yeah. If that's what you are craving, like it has to be at the forefront of yeah. everything. If you yeah. are vulnerable with your friends and family and telling them how you feel and they know what's going on with you and you're mm-hmm. communicating, Hey, it's really hard to hang out with you guys. And all you do is talk about kids. I'm not saying that's the greatest approach, <laughs> but it's like, if the, like, and yeah. what you're doing and how you're feeling and what's going on with you. Yeah. I could say that that could change a sense of belonging mm. because now you feel like you belong in this, with this group because you are seen. And you are seen in the group. If you're feeling invisible, all you want to do is be seen. And I could go on a complete sidebar of how people really have their identities. I feel like in certain things, which is just hard. And I could go off on like, we need to have different identities than just the thing that we're just going through. But that's another topic for another day. But I think just the vulnerability needs to go up. Yeah. In, you know, the belonging in the infertility community, the vulnerability needs to go up. I feel like I haven't done enough. I feel like I don't belong or I feel like I've done so much that nobody can relate to me. Also not maybe the greatest approach, but it's like of words, but But it's like, I think you're right though, that being vulnerable in each of these categories is going to overcome some of the fears that we have of belonging. Yes. Of being able to say like, I don't feel like I belong here. I haven't gone through enough. You guys are also like, if you tell people that, like, especially we run process groups, obviously. So we do this all day long. We yeah. do, this is what we do. But if you say that, you're going to get confirmation, right, from people. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh my gosh, no, of course you belong here. And being by being vulnerable, you will have cleared the air, right? There's right. a long process of believing that and taking right. that in. Right. But if you just kind of keep it there and you never look at it, it's going to hurt your belonging. Right. But if you're vulnerable- Or it might it, stop yeah, you from being it in might any, stop you. Yeah. any sort of connection because yeah. you're just like, I don't want to be vulnerable and like join this community because what if they all think that I haven't done enough or whatever? Yeah. So you already have that planted in your mind. Um, and then the vulnerability of just the connection, it feels really good to be vulnerable. It's yeah. like, keep it up, like keep it up the vulnerability of how this feels and how this is doing. That feels really good. Right. But then here we go too, vulnerable again. I am anxious. I'm anxious. What, what if this happens for one of us? Will right. we still be able to be connected? Maybe even try to make a plan, but being vulnerable, I'm scared. I'm scared. Just even start there. Yeah. How can we maintain this community? I do think that 
when you are vulnerable and I've seen in our process groups a lot, I'm not saying this is a fail proof thing, but I just feel like when you know what they've gone through, when you know their story, when you have, you know, seen them in a really hard place or heard about the hard places they go, it's like right there can kind of give you the foundation of that you will still belong with each other. Yeah. Because you know what they've been through and you've known, not that that has a pain scale, oh, because they've gone through a lot, then we can still stay connected or they've gone through a lot of pain, then they deserve this or whatever. It's just a sense of like, oh, I know you better. I know you better. I know what you've been through. So it's sometimes easier for someone to stay connected when you've known what they've gone through. So be, be vulnerable. Be, be vulnerable with those people that, you know, you have gone, gone through a lot. And I do think it's easier for some people to be more vulnerable once they, quote unquote, whatever it means, on the other side of it. Or, yeah. you know, maybe in the circle have a kid so they feel like they can talk about their past. I do think that is easier for some people yeah. to do and an easier way to communicate really vulnerable stuff. Because when you're in a pain, it's really hard to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, not saying that when you get the pregnant, you won't be in any more pain anymore and infertility just magically leaves you. But I think sometimes that's easier to talk about at that point. Right, right. And then the vulnerability of feeling lost in the infertility community, just like I feel a sense of, of that I'm, I mean, knowing me and myself, I would just be brutally honest. I feel like I'm triggering. I feel like I'm yeah. triggering you. I don't, I don't want to do that. How can we work together? So that doesn't happen. How can we stay connected? Cause I really want to stay connected. And then just tell them how you're feeling. I'm feeling really lost. I'm feeling like I'm going to isolate from both communities because I don't know where I belong. Yeah. Like vulnerability should brew belonging. It should brew connection. Does that happen every time? No, but it should. Yeah. And it, and it does, it does, it does work. Vulnerability does make you, when you are in a group of vulnerable people and they're all being vulnerable with each other, it does. It brings a deeper sense of belonging. Doesn't mean you're all cookie cutter. Doesn't mean you're all the same. Doesn't mean you're all on the same page or have the same experiences, but vulnerability should give you the greatest sense of belonging and connection. I feel an analogy coming on. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but Doug Brown, what do you think about how, what is the hope? I don't Where's have hope? an, I don't have an analogy. Oh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> do we have like a sound thing? That's like, wah, 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 wah. but I do think that, um, I do think there's an important distinction to make in this whole thing. Uh, um, a proper understanding, maybe you could say, about how it all works. <coughs> I think many times we want to to belong to a group of people, right? We want to be with our friends. We want to be like, we're all the same. We're all on the same page. And when you're younger, that happens a lot. That happens a lot. We're yeah. on the same softball team. Yeah. We go to the same college. Totally. We are on the same volleyball team and we yeah. all sit in the same spot maybe in the cafeteria. You know? exactly. We all like that one person together. <laughs> yes. We all got married in a similar time. Yeah. Like, yep. you know? We were all into in sync at the same time. Good answer. Not Backstreet Boys. Thank you. InSync is the right answer. Justin Timberlake fan for life. Continue. (laughs) But I think being connected over those things really feels good. And as we get older, pregnancy and growing families feels like, oh my gosh, what an amazing thing to connect over. But then you have infertility and you get onto this whole train that we've talked about. I think there's a distinction to make, like something important to note is that I think sometimes we think I, I need to fit in to belong. 
tears. There's tears there. People are in tears at that sentence. I almost was in tears. <laughs> it's so good. You're absolutely right. I do think that we assume that we have to fit in in order to belong. And in reality, fitting in is not a necessary part of belonging. It, maybe I'll say this. It shouldn't be a necessary part of belonging. A, a sense of belonging comes from an unconditional position. It's not conditional to us all fitting in together. I mean, if you think about like the, a healthy family, a healthy family should have a sense of belonging in it. In that it's unconditional. There's love and admiration for one another, regardless of what people think or do or where they're at. You know, maybe this person lives in one side of the country, you live in another side of the country, but there's a sense of belonging. Maybe this person's older on a different life stage than you are. But when you come together, it's like, you're my person and we belong with one another and we can get our needs met together, even though we don't fit into any really same category. The category we fit into is family. Which should be belong, a place where you feel that you belong. Exactly. I think friendships can be like that. Yeah, I agree. Friendships and connections can fall into that same category mm-hmm. where why are you connected? Because we're friends. Because we have friendship. Yeah. And that level of friendship goes beyond fitting in yeah. and into a different category. I mean, a category of belonging. Right. And that it's unconditional. And that regardless of if you are going through infertility and I have kids, you, we belong together and I can meet your needs. You can meet my needs. You can confront me. You can tell me what you need and we can be in this together regardless of the fact that if we fit together. I totally agree. We don't have to be uniform, but I think exactly what I said, we kind of grow up that way though, that our connections are kind of totally. uniformed for us. Totally. Like, oh, we all live in the same neighborhood. We all go to the same school. We all play in the same sports team. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, And I think this matches up with what a lot of people are having to do as adults, as adults anyway, is sure. how do you transition from conditional friendships that were put together because of circumstances Circumstance. into lifelong friendships that really are built on mutual trust and yeah belonging, right? Like how do you get to a place like that? Yeah. That's difficult. All people are trying to do that. I would say infertility hurts that process. Right. Because it's a really big thing to to metabolize, to take in yeah. to your relationships. Right. It's kind of like a relationship killer. It could be. It could be. It it's could sad. Be. It's sad. It is though. I don't want to like pretend that it's not. It's yeah. a big thing to process in your relationships. Right. It hurts. Yep. And yep. a lot of those conditional friendships, and I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, conditional friendships. They're just the friendships you have. Everyone's like, got friends like that. Yeah. The the people you kind of just were chilling. Yeah. Quote unquote with in life. Right. Now this comes along and you're like, oh gosh, how do I deal with this with my friends? We were all like just dealing with our same volleyball team feelings. Like, I don't totally, know. Totally. Totally. It was like, we all just like hung out and went to the movies and now I got to tell them about my desire for a family and how right. it's not being, it's, that's really huge. I think too, what you just said about circumstances, keeping us close, yeah. like being on the same volleyball team or going to the same college or getting married at the same times. Kids yeah. can feel like that. Yeah. Kids can feel like, Oh, now we have this connection. Now right, we have right. this thing. Right. Um, but that's just so sad for someone. I just don't think that's true. I don't think that that is the 
solvent to everything is our circumstances. Our circumstances around us have to be the same for mm-hmm. us to belong. Not to get too philosophical oh, here, look at the wait time. a minute, I think I do feel an analogy coming on. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. But not to get too philosophical, I think how... I think there's a, there's a, there's something in there though, that you just said. Yeah. If we really have these friendships that are brought together through having a lot of circumstances, same, that's great. That's a good thing. However, if that's the like way that we connect and now all of a sudden our circumstances are different than another person, I think we're tempted to manipulate our circumstances as much as possible to get back into that group. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, uh, Jamie and Amy, this is fake names, but okay. They both, they're both pregnant. <laughs> you made like rhyming names. Jamie and Amy. Jamie and Amy. Jamie and Amy, you know? Jamie and Amy. Just growing up with Jamie and Amy. Knew them since second grade. But they're both pregnant. I'm struggling to get pregnant. How quickly can I get pregnant so that I can get back with Jamie and Amy? Yeah. And we're on the same thing again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I really want to stay with what we had. Right. How do I get back there? And our, our temptation is to manipulate the circumstance so that we fall back into that same groove. However, I truly believe, I hope this isn't getting too like theoretical, but I truly believe that through vulnerability, we can get back into a groove with Jamie and Amy just by being more vulnerable, more honest with what our needs are and open about who we are. We can stay in a groove and the groove actually becomes deeper. It's not agreed dependent upon circumstances. It's dependent upon, it's based on friendship, a, a, tr- a deeper, truer version of friendship. And no wonder when we were younger, we needed the circumstance to have connection because we didn't know how to be vulnerable. <laughs> we didn't know how to be vulnerable as kids. I mean, I do think some people are different than others, but like for me, I didn't know how I to be vulnerable as a kid. I was learning and growing and, you know, trial and error and all that. So it's like, no wonder, but you're so right. What happens when you don't fit that cog anymore and you're trying to get the cog so bad so the connection and the belonging can go back? And I think vulnerability is the only way to keep the cog in its place and to stay connected. Thank you for listening to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, a show produced by the nonprofit Uniquely Knitted. This is your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so grateful to all of our wonderful donors who support this work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, we encourage you to check us out at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcasts. This is the best way for more people to hear these conversations. If you need to talk to someone about your feelings, please reach out to us. We are here to help you. If you would like to learn more about our unique process groups, please follow the link in our show notes. See you guys next week.